0: Welcome to Play Hard and Love Big Radio, the home of Spotted Dog Yoga in Folsom, California. And now your host. He thinks some serious meditation yoga practice and self-inquiry is a way for you to connect to your center and live a more powerful and purposeful life. Nick Clark. What's up everyone? My name is Nick Clark. I am your host for Play Hard and Love Big Radio. My wife Katie and I uh, own Spotted Dog Yoga and Sup Shop in Folsom, California. We are a proud Baptiste Yoga affiliate studio and super proud Holla Gear and Paddleboard retailers. Today we have a super great opportunity to get to listen in on a class that I just finished. It is my Monday morning. Zoom virtual class called The Breakdown. It is at 730 Pacific Standard Time, 830 Mountain Standard Time every Monday evening. And what we do is we focus on principles of Baptist Yoga. That's what we focus on anyway Spotted Dog and Baptist Yoga are principles and not practices. In this episode, you'll learn more about Drishti and Ujayi in relationship to how it can make a big shift for you in your life. It's a mixture of discussion and a few practices that you can do to improve your drishti and your ujjayi breath, as well as a few things that you can take with you into your practice this week. So I hope that you thoroughly enjoy This is the first week of the Breakdown class, and I'm coming to you from right outside of um, Boise, Idaho, up here in Eagle. And um, my name is Nick Clark, and I'm your host and your teacher this evening for the Breakdown. And um, really what I want to do for the very first part of this is just talk about what we're going to be covering in these sessions. So these sessions won't be a complete... um, Yoga practice in the sense of um, all the, you know, going through all of the poses that you do in the studio, it'll be a mixture of discussion and practicing principles, and so When we talk about, you know, when we talk about Baptiste yoga and your experience of Baptiste yoga, no matter where anyone's coming from in this practice, typically what happens is people get into the studio, they get on their yoga mat, and they start to move through the physical poses. And the physical poses make their body feel better, make them feel better mentally and and mentally and physically. And then they start to want to know a little bit more about the um, poses and the yoga and why it is that it's working. And so this this Monday night session is all about the principles of Baptiste Yoga and why and what we're going to talk about is like why it is that the practices are working for you what principles you can put in so that you can develop your poses and develop your practice and even more like that uh, even more than that take your life to a whole new level using the practice of yoga the the deal with um, principles that's so important is that it's spotted dog yoga and in baptist yoga, we don't practice poses. It may seem like that it occurs like that, but really what a pose look like looks like in, in an individual's body really doesn't matter. What matters more than poses are the principles. And so what we practice is principles, not poses. And the reason that practicing principles is so important is that principles allow us to experience the poses that we're doing freshly and new every single time. It's kind of like the saying, you never step um, into the same river twice, kind of like that, right? You step in with your right foot, the river passes by, you step in with your left foot, the river passes by, you never step into the same water or the same river twice. It may occur like that, you know so you show up for your 5:30 a.m. class or whatever class it is that you're most consistent in the 4:30 class whatever class it is you get to that day and you go through a specific series of poses with a few variations here and there and it may occur that you're doing the same poses you may it may occur that the first warrior 1 you're doing is it's warrior 1 and like oh my goodness my low back in warrior 1 is always like this or this pose is so hard for me, or wow, warrior one feels so good, right? However, the the poses that you're doing are never, ever, ever the same. It has so so much to do with really, like, how you slept the night before, what you've got going on in your personal life, what you ate for dinner, um, you know, what you drank the night before, all the, you know, what you're consuming, like, food-wise or media-wise, all those kinds of different things that happen in the dynamic of life are constantly shifting what's happening inside of us. And so it may occur in some way, like we're doing the same poses. However, when you're doing the principles and you're really working the principles of this practice, what happens is that your poses come to life in a whole new way and you actually can experience these poses as brand new every single time. And um, if there is like something that like some sort of an outlook that you have that is occurring for you, like I mentioned, like your back may feel a certain way in a certain pose, or you may hear like the teacher call out crow pose and you're like, Oh my gosh, crow pose again, like that. Um, whatever out, whatever it is your experience is of that pose typically is your outlook. And so if your outlook is fixed on, on something, if, No matter what it is, whether it's a certain pose or a person, or if you have a political viewpoint of some sort that's fixed, right, then that's the way that you will always experience it. When you're not fixed, when you have this this dynamic of life and you're open to the opportunity of being with whatever's coming at you in that moment based off of where you are in that moment, then that's that's when you have the opportunity to expand your mind and start to see things in a whole new light. So that's why principles are so important. And um, princip- there's a lot of principles in Baptist yoga, and you'll hear the teachers at Spotted Dog Yoga speak to them a lot consistently from one teacher to the next. Uh, from Jennifer Cox to Maribel to Dana to Lena to me to Katie, all the way across the board, our teachers work on the, teaching these principles along with the poses to create this dynamic in a consistent way so that no matter whose class you're taking, you're getting the consistency and you're hearing them because it takes us a while to hear them and it takes us a while to implement them and then it takes us a while to experience them. So the purpose of this class is to get you to go a little bit deeper into the principles of this practice So that you can go into your practice this week and have a specific focus that you can work on that will hopefully help you develop and move to another level in your yoga practice, okay? So what we're going to start with is the five pillars of Baptiste Yoga. When you think about a pillar, right, a pillar is something that holds a structure up. So something, they're, they're very, very important. If you don't have pillars and the foundation is weak, and whatever it is you're doing whether you're building a relationship or building a business or you're um, building a house if your foundation is weak then ultimately it will your foundation will crumble and you'll have to do you'll have to do a lot of maintenance if you focus from the beginning on building your pillars rock solid and strong in whatever it is that you're doing then you'll have to do less maintenance as you develop and move forward and you'll expand in a quicker way okay so the five pillars of Baptiste yoga are number one drishti so um repeat after me just say drishti drishti good drishti is your focused gaze and you've heard teachers say that right thumbs up your drishti your focused gaze the second pillar is Ujjayi. Say that out loud. Ujjayi. Great. Ujjayi. Ujjayi is your breath. And those are the two we're going to focus on today, but we'll cover the next three just so you're aware. The third pillar is your bandhas. So say bandhas. Bandhas. Bandhas are your core, your hands, and your feet. And they're the way you connect to your center. We'll talk about them next week. Uh, Then the fourth pillar is your tapas, and say tapas, tapas, and that's the heat that you're feeling, right, and I know you're feeling heat right now because you're in your garage, and I'm in my garage, I'm like sweating out in my garage right now, it's perfect, it's hot yoga inquiry, right, hot yoga inquiry, there's even a fly in here, (laughs) but tapas is not, not necessarily the external heat, right, from the room. It's the internal heat that you build, okay? And then the fifth pillar is vinyasa. Say vinyasa. Vinyasa. And vinyasa is flow. The type of practice we teach, Baptist Power Yoga, is a vinyasa-style practice. It's all about creating flow on your mat, in your body, and in your life. And it helps us just from doing the practice on a consistent basis, it helps us notice where we're out of flow and allows us to come back into alignment so we are experiencing more flow on and off your yoga mat, okay? So tonight in the breakdown, we're gonna be focusing on drishti, which is your focus gaze and ujjayi. Drishti is the number one pillar for a reason. It's the most important pillar. Drishti is... Um, There's a couple ways that you can use Drishti. One way, and the most obvious and the most spoken to, is by focusing your eyes to a specific spot and keeping your eyes focused on that specific spot during a pose or during a meditation, right? Or during a conversation you know, you've had conversations with people and their eyes are all over the place and they're looking, looking over the shoulder and they're like down, looking at their shoes or they have an itch and they're looking probably a little bit like I'm having right now in some way, <laughs> right? But drishti, drishti um, in your yoga practice is focusing your eyes to one specific spot and narrowing your vision to that specific spot in a soft way so that your periphery opens up. You're not having a staring competition with whatever it is you're looking at, right? You're like looking instead, you're looking at this drifty point as if you were looking into a baby's eyes, like soft, like calm. Or another way to think of it is if you were looking at your own eyes in the mirror and you didn't want to freak yourself out like that. Really, like <laughs> yeah, you don't do that. No, right. So Drishti is a like very soft, focused gaze to one specific spot. And what you'll notice when you have your Drishti on that specific spot, again, is that your world opens up. You not only can see what's around you more, but you'll also be able to experience what's happening inside of you more. Drishti is the number one pillar because it opens you up to the other four pillars and to all the principles of Baptist Yoga. Without drishti, you wouldn't be able to experience your ujjayi breath as much. You wouldn't be able to connect to your core as much. You wouldn't be able to create as much vinyasa. Okay, So drishti is really important. So the first thing that you're going to do is just, and you're already there, sit up nice and tall. And you're going to pick something in front of you, straight in front of you, that can be your drishti point. this is a meditation in which you'll be focusing drishti externally by focusing externally then you're able to bring your awareness internal and you know the only way out is through and by coming out you're able to dig in
1: so take a few deep breaths Soften your eyes and see what you see with no
0: attachment to any thoughts or
1: anything other than what you're experiencing right in front of you. While developing the practice of drishti, it's very common to notice how your mind
0: wanders. It's okay. It's normal. It's how it is. It's who you are. It's who I am as a human being. It's how we're programmed. The more you practice your drishti, the easier it will be for you to just see and be right
1: here, right now, with nothing else in the way. Notice what's happening with your body. Notice the temperature of your body. Notice your heartbeat. Notice how your body is moving with your breath. With your eyes still softly focused on your drishti, notice your periphery. Notice what's happening around you. By being able to see one point, you're able to see all points. If you lose sight of your drishti, if you lose connection to your body, if you get caught in thought, it's totally normal Just come right back to refocusing your eyes. just notice what's happening in your body. Let go of any outlook that you have in your mind. That's not reality. What's happening right here, what you're feeling, the sensations, the movement, breath, what you're seeing, that is real. Now stay sitting nice and tall and close your eyes down. With your eyes closed, consciously set your eyes to the spot in between your eyebrows. Softly, not straining with your eyes, just observing the space of your head. When you remove one of the senses, all of your other senses are illuminated. Notice the sounds and the sensations around you. Take a long, deep breath in through your nose. Hold your breath at the top of your inhale. Open your mouth, release your breath. And again, take a long, deep breath in through your nose. Hold your breath in. See if you can bring in just a little bit more air. Open up your mouth and release. Good, and open up your eyes. Nice work. Okay, so this is the first practice we're doing this evening on Drishti. And this practice,
0: really a great practice to do in the morning and the nighttime as a meditation with eyes open or eyes closed as a way just to check in with your body. And it's also a great practice that you can use when you're moving through your practice and the moments in time when focusing your eyes to a specific spot, give you the ability to connect deeper and go further than you thought you could in poses. And that will happen for you. Another way that you can use Drishti is a more active way of using Drishti As a way to consciously and intentionally check your alignment in poses. I think it's one of the things that I've learned the most in the last year and a half of practice. And specifically in the last six months since I've been doing more home practice from Idaho. Is that there's an opportunity for me to use my eyes and to use my drishti to check and see where my body parts are in alignment with each other. By doing that, I've surprised myself. It's like my own inner mirror. It's like, oh, wait a sec. The teacher has asked me multiple times in Warrior One to stack my right knee over my right ankle and to align my right knee up with my right hip. Yeah, until I took the time to actually look and see where my knee was in relationship to my ankle and took the time to actually see where my knee was in relationship to my right hip, I didn't realize how out of alignment I was. So it actually gave me an opportunity to go deeper into my poses, to get out of my default and to understand a new way of drishti, okay? So what we're going to do next is you're going to do some yoga moves, but focusing more on the principles, right? Remember, focusing on the principles more than the poses. So um, I'll lead you through a little bit of a flow and I'll instruct you at different times to use either a focus gaze like we just worked on in the meditation or to actually use your gaze intentionally as a way to check your alignment okay does that sound good all right great so start off this evening in
1: a forward fold at the top of your mat so ragdoll go good you can grab your opposite elbows if you'd like to perfect and drop your head down Notice what happens when you bring your feet all the way to touch. So go ahead, bring your
0: feet all the way to touch. Notice how it's a little bit harder to fold forward with your feet all the way together. Now take your feet out a little bit further than you naturally do. Right about there is good. Great, notice how that gives you a little bit more range of motion and space. Now look at your knees. So use your drishti to look at your knees and bend your knees really deeply until your belly comes right down onto your legs. There, good, just like that. Now straighten your legs completely and watch your knees. Straighten your legs completely and notice how your torso. But keep your tor- head over your legs. Yep. So straighten your legs with your- and notice how your torso moves away from your legs when your legs are straight. Now keep looking at your knees, soften your knees, and notice how. You find a little bit of of a medium space right there, like the three little bears, right? Not too hot, not too cold, just
1: right, right in the middle there. A little bit of softness in your knees will give you more range of motion.
0: Now bring your hands to your hips. And before you stand up, lengthen the crown of your head straight forward, pull your Jawbone into your throat and look to the top center edge of your mat. So one focused drishti at the top center edge of your mat. Keeping your spine long, slowly rise all the way up to a stand. The moment that you get to a stand, bring your feet together and focus your drishti over at the tip of your nose to one specific spot in your garage.
1: Bring your arms alongside your body. Bring a soft bend to your knees. Let's take a few deep breaths in and out of your nose.
0: So now you're using the intentional focus drishti. Anytime that you come back to a standing position with your arms alongside your body, this is what you'll want to be doing is focusing your drishti to this one specific spot. Now, extend your arms straight up. Keep your eyes forward. Intentionally move your drishti, your eyes, up and in between
1: your hands. Find one specific spot on the ceiling. Keep your arms up. Bring your eyes forward to your one specific drishti forward, and then fold forward, drop
0: your head down, and find a drishti at your knees or your shin bones. So you're moving your drishti from one point to the next here intentionally. Halfway lift. Take your eyes to the top center edge of your mat, one specific spot.
1: Forward fold, take your eyes either to your shin bones or to your knees. Extended mountain pose,
0: reach your arms up. First look forward and then look up and expand your arms up.
1: Great, now bring your arms alongside your body and look straight forward. Perfect. Bring your feet together, chair pose. Okay. Now stand up and bring your arms alongside your body. Good. And
0: focus. So keep your Drishti in your standing pose right here in mountain pose. The same as when you come into chair. Okay. So you've got your eyes on one spot. Now bend your legs, come to chair, eyes to the same spot. Good. Now stand
1: up, mountain pose, eyes on the same spot, chair pose, mountain pose. Chair pose, mountain pose. Okay, good. Now take your arms
0: up. Take your eyes up in between your hands. So your drishti is in between your hands. With your eyes in between your hands, bend your legs and come into chair pose. So you're going to keep your drishti up this time. Keep your arms up, just straighten your legs. So all you got to do, keep your eyes on the same spot. Now all you got to do is feel your body bending in the chair. So do that. Bend the chair and restraighten your legs. Keep your eyes in the same spot. Bend your legs, come to
1: chair, restraighten your legs, extend your arms up. Good. Bend your legs. Restraighten your legs. Bring your arms alongside your body.
0: Check your feet. So now you'll use your intentional drifty. Look down at your feet. Bring the inner edges of your feet together. There you go. So you like just look at them. Bring them. Keep looking at them. And now look at your 10 toes and lift all 10 of your toes up off your mat. And notice what happens to the muscles in your feet when you lift your 10 toes up off the mat. Great. Now bring your 10 toes back down. And now lift your 10 toes back up. And then bring your 10 toes back down. Toes are kind of funny looking, right? I mean, when you really look at them, I think they're funny looking. And now lift your 10 toes back up. Okay, nice. Now keep your 10 toes
1: lifted. Look straight forward. Find your drishti forward. Okay, now keep your drishti forward. Reach your arms up. Push
0: just the four corners of your feet down. Keep your toes lifted. Now look up in between your hands. Reach up towards the drishti between your hands. Fold forward. Drop your toes down. Take your eyes to your knees or your shin bones. Halfway lift, eyes to the top center edge of your mat. Plant your hands to your mat and step straight back to downward facing dog. So we'll skip chaturanga, just go to your downward dog. Perfect. Now, remember what we did, the practice, when you're looking at your knees? Look at your knees here, intentional drishti, and see if you can soften your knees. So bring a little bend to your knees. Good. And then bring a little bit bigger bend to your knees and notice now push your chest back towards your legs. So that should give you a little more range of motion with a little bend in your knees. Now straighten your legs completely and notice how it takes away from your range of motion. And you're observing this with your eyes, right? Yes. Okay, good. Now bend your knees slightly and push your chest towards your legs. So your hips go even up higher. Yes. Look at that. Awesome. Now straighten your legs and notice what happens to your body. Now bring a little bend to your knees and press your chest back towards your legs and notice what happens to your body.
1: Great job. Step your right foot forward. Warrior one right leg. Doing an
0: amazing job. Good. Now, for this one, bring your hands to your hips. You're going to work on alignment through your drishti. So take your eyes to your right knee and your right foot and check to see if your right knee is directly over your right ankle Great. now look at your right hip and so look at your right hip in relationship to your right knee see if you can bring your right hip straight down so that it's in line with your right knee yeah good like that now notice hold that nice and deep it's a lot of work Okay, now take your eyes forward and find a drishti forward. Breathe. Take your arms up. Keep your legs deep, just like that. Good. So now you you use your drishti to align your body to find more power, to find more intensity. And now you're also using your drishti to calm your mind and to expand. Take your eyes up. Find a drishti straight up. Reach up towards your drishti. Awesome work. Plant your hands to your mat. Downward facing dog. Soften your knees. So one of the key things, remember, is when you learn something like softening your knees and downward dog, you, go right, you have to go right back into practicing doing it that way again. That's how you get away from your default.
1: That's how you find something new every time. Step your left foot forward. Yeah. Uh-huh. Good. Yep. Step your left foot forward, warrior one, left leg.
0: Good. And now keep your jersey forward. Because you looked at your knee and your hip on the other side, you might be able to do it on this side just based off feeling. So work your left knee forward a little deeper over your left ankle. So bring your knee over your ankle and drop your hips straight down even more, a little down more. Yeah. Now
1: firm up your back leg. That's it. Look up stretch up towards the ceiling, plant your hands, step back to downward facing dog.
0: Nice job. Okay, good. And go ahead and come on down to your knees and just take a seat for a moment. Okay. Awesome work. So hopefully you're getting, I think, right? I hope you're getting an idea of how you can use your eyes to make shifts in your body anatomically. And then how you can focus your eyes to a specific spot as a way to develop your breathing and to really go, stay, stay in a pose that's hard, right? That's how, like two different ways you can use your drishti. One specific point I want to reiterate is that if you use your eyes on one side to align your body and you get an idea of what that feels like on one side, then the ch- there's a possibility you don't have to use your eyes to create the alignment on the other side. You could, and you're welcome to, and that's great. It's also drishti, but it's possible and fun challenge to just feel your way deeper into the pose based off what you experienced on the other side. Pretty neat. Okay, good. So now we're going to focus a little on um, ujjayi as a way to um, wrap up the session this evening. So what you'll do is um, you can sit cross-legged like you started to start with. Okay, what is ujjayi breath? Ujjayi breath takes some time to cultivate. So like drishti, have patience. It's a breathing in and out of your nose. The reason that we work ujjayi, there's a few reasons. One is that when you breathe in and out of your nose, your parasympathetic nervous system is stimulated and your mind is calmed down. So if you notice in like really stressful situations, Or challenging situations, one of the first things to stop is our conscious breathing. When we're consciously breathing in and out of our nose, we give ourselves the ability to stay in like a conversation, in a situation, in a pose, whatever it is, we give ourselves the ability to stay longer. And breathing through your nose will be Um, the most valuable way to do that although if you need to breathe in and out of your mouth for some reason then (laughs) make sure you do that right like just breathe somehow some way shape or form okay the other reason we use ujjayi is that when you breathe in and out of a constricted area you create heat internally in your body so think of like a humidifier a humidifier pushes hot water through a tight um tight pole i want to say tight pole like a tight um area yeah and then it compresses and it expands and it creates heat and the, so that's the top us that we talked about earlier is when you're breathing in and out of your nose you're creating an internal heat so from the inside out you're expanding your body which is a really really healthy way to create more mobility more strength um, and just more energy throughout your body okay So to create ujjayi, what you'll want to do is the one cue that's really important is draw your jawbone lightly to your throat. When you draw your your jawbone in really far like this, try like you're doing that, it makes it kind of hard to talk and it makes it kind of hard to breathe in general, right? So it's kind of like do the extend your neck long, kind of like a giraffe, do that first and then just very lightly pull it in. So it's a very light pull in. Yeah, and then with your drishti set, so do this, set your eyes forward to one spot, soften your eyes. You'll consciously re- constrict the back of your throat and slowly breathe into the count of five. Ready? Breathe in. One, two, three, four, five. Hold your breath. While constricting your throat, breathe out to the count of five. Five, four, three two, one, good, again, breathe in, one, two, three, four, five, hold, and breathe out, five, four, three, two, one, okay, pause, now the thing with ujjayi breath, the third thing is that you're working to create a little bit of a noise, okay, so it sounds a little bit like an ocean wave rolling to shore, I know you practice with me before, and you've probably heard it in other teachers or students that are in the class, right? There's like this noise, it's like noise, right? Um, There's power in that, and that that's what's creating the heat. And also, it gives you the ability to listen to your breath. Listening to your breath is a way to anchor yourself in the present moment. If you can hear your breath, Like literally, if you're hearing your breath, no thoughts, nothing else, you're hearing your breath, then you're present. So you're breathing deeply through your nose while constricting the back of your throat. It's gonna give you presence, it's gonna give you heat, and it's gonna slow down your mind in challenging moments. Imagine what that can do for your in your life. A lot can do for us a lot for us in our life. This practice, remember, is not just on our mat, but it's everywhere. How you do anything is how you do everything. We'll practice again. Um, but we're going to do, to the count of five, you're going to work on really hearing your breath. Okay? All right. Drishti forward. Soft, drishti. Light, draw the jawbone into your throat. You've got that. That's good. And then take a breath in slowly. One, two, three. Four, five, pause and breathe out. Five, four, three, two, one, pause.
1: Breathe in. One, two, three, four, five, pause. Breathe out. Five, four, three, two, One, pause, breathe in, one, two, three, four, five, pause, breathe out, five, four, three, two, one, pause. Now we'll go to seven,
0: ready, breathe in, one, two, three, four, five, six, Seven pause, breathe out seven six five four three two one. Now, real challenge to ten. Ready, breathe in one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Breathe out ten, nine, eight, seven, six. Five, four, three, two, one. Take a big breath in through your nose.
1: Open your mouth and go. Okay, good work. Lay onto your back. Shavasana. Turn your palms up. Close your eyes. Turn your palms up. Feel all the sensations in your body and around you. Relax and let go. Thank you again for joining me on this episode of Play Hard and Love Big
0: Radio and the recap of the breakdown class that you can jump on live with me on Zoom every Monday night at 7 30 p.m pacific standard time or at 8 30 p.m mountain standard time head to spotteddogyoga.com click on the schedule button and reserve your spot for the breakdown with me every monday night also be prepared to take your principles And to your practice in a whole new level starting in December, we have our new training program that is called Awaken. It is all about bringing more flow and more expansion into your life. It's redesigned, reconnected, and improved for you so that you start to get the most out of your yoga practice right now. Hit us up, spotteddogyoga.com, or you can g- give us a text, one 990 1720 This is Nick Clark, your host for Play Hard and Love Big Radio, coming to you from Eagle, Idaho. Namaste.